Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Thank you, Howard. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Once again, huge, huge thank you to the overwhelming response from all the fans uh, to our last podcast, the RefGate stuff. I mean, I we to- and we'll talk about this in the state of wrestling this week, but if I thought Tatanka got inundated with tweets from you guys, the amount of tweets that referee Charles Robinson received pertaining to RefGate, I don't think anybody, I don't even know if WWE realizes that that was started here on the podcast by Katie Linendahl and yours truly. I will talk about that. There's a lot to talk about. The state of wrestling is one to look forward to this week. Not only are we going to address RefGate, announce the contest winners that went through on Twitter, but there's there's storyline stuff to talk about with the Divas Revolution and, and Seth Rollins and Sting and all of this, but then also all this real-life scary wrestling stuff to talk about. Superfly Jimmy Snooke catching a murder charge, some guy getting shot outside the Performance Center, Bram going to jail. So much to talk about in the world of wrestling. I don't know, we usually stick to the storyline stuff. But somehow, uh, we'll balance everything out in State of Wrestling this week. But first, we start with the interview. You know how we do. Um, I did receive a lot of uh, comments from people who wanted more State of Wrestling. And I want to give it to you, but uh, some of you guys suggested, here's what you should do. Do an hour podcast of the interview and then an hour podcast of the State of Wrestling. Like... If I had access to these guys for an hour, then we wouldn't be doing 20, 30-minute interviews. You know what I mean? We'd be doing hour interviews. But sometimes I don't have that kind of access. Even yours truly, primetime Sam Roberts, misses out on those 60-minute windows. However, we have a good amount of time this week with Natty Neidhart, Natalia. Natalia is the guest. Um, You could tell your girlfriends about this one. She's made quite a name for herself on the divas reality show total divas you know it's weird she's not part of the divas revolution i think i i would hope optimistically you could say that maybe wwe is saving her for later um that's optimistically speaking Uh, pessimistically speaking you could say wwe is not thinking enough about natalia at all i don't know whichever the side of the fence that you lean on uh it is a shame because natty was doing divas revolution type stuff before there were any divas that were capable of living this revolution uh, i talked to her about that as well as uh cat food she was in promoting cat food so we had to get that in too uh but natty is uh, i mean not only coming from the hart family which is one of the most important families in the history of wrestling but you know she's a future hall of famer no doubt she was working at the level that she was working on in an era where divas just were not doing that. You know, she was working with models uh, when she's as capable, she was as capable as she is now. It's really, uh, it's a remarkable feat. Um, I'm I'm always impressed uh, by Natty and she's only gotten better. So it's great to have her this week on the wrestling podcast. So why don't we throw it to Howard Finkel, who will then throw it to yours truly with Natalia. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast Interview. Total Diva, WWE Superstar, Natalia is in studio right now. 
What's the haps, Natalia? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being <laughs> here. What's no, going on? Yeah, no, we are, well, we are taking over New York. Yes. We're celebrating SummerSlam. And it's not, I mean, it's it's so cool because Saturday we have, you know, a big, big show, as I'm sure everybody knows, with okay. NXT. The NXT show. Um, which, it's crazy because that sold out. And then you have SummerSlam, which is sold out. And, and, and I don't think, it, nobody really expected the NXT show to sell out, like, literally sell out, like, sell 13,000 tickets. Right. And and that's the thing about New York is that you're not going to find more passionate WWE fans than in New York. And it, that's really just, um, a, you know, it's a it's proof that NXT is it's not just a developmental program. It's actually its own separate entities, its yeah. own separate brand. And um, it's really cool. NXT is one of my favorite shows. Is it? Yeah. Well, I, you helped. I feel like you helped kind of build what's going on with the Divas over there like a year or more ago. Well. You know, before everybody was talking about Charlotte and Sasha Banks and, and Becky Lynch and all this stuff, everybody was talking about the match that you had with Charlotte um, a year, yeah. year and a half ago. In May of last year. Right. May 29th was the match. And uh yeah, a little over a year ago, and and it's funny because that's really cool that you remembered that because I felt that's why I I just NXT I'm, it's very you know I hold it close to my heart and I feel like when the, you know it was just starting to kind of be built, um, I was a huge part of that, and you know obviously my husband Tyson Kidd was a part of that. He was part of the very first main event on one of their very first yeah you know, pay per views, so um or first shows actually, and so um. For me, the match with Charlotte Flair was really my WrestleMania moment. Really? And I've actually said that before, and it's so funny that I would go – I've been wrestling since 2002 and uh, started training in 2001. Um, but, you know, I've grown up around wrestling my entire life. And I never thought that a match in front of 400 people um, – At a, a college? Yeah. I never thought – you know, a match at Full Sail University in front of – uh, 400 people would be one of the highlights of my career. Mm -hmm. And um, I trained for that match as, as if I was training for a, a like the fight of my life. And I trained months in advance. I would go in the ring and I would do like I would actually have like 30 minute matches with other people uh, before, you know, showtime. So like a lot of the times during the day, the ring will be open if anybody wants to. So you just do tune up matches in front of no one. You just work on your ring because there's no real training there's no better training for what we do in the ring than doing it yeah i guess just because you can run for two hours on a, on a treadmill not the same right yeah like you don't factor in your adrenaline your emotions when you're you know it's start and stop and go and rest and run and it's yeah it's an, it's very intense so that match that i have with you know charlotte was such a it really embodied everything i wanted it to as far as my career and just telling a story why did you train so hard for that was it because you knew this is one of these moments where i can be the person to put this over the top well triple h actually gave me the opportunity to have the match and um basically the freedom to create and to do everything that i wanted to do everything that i did when i was in japan um you know i lived and trained in japan um after i was in calgary i had many different coaches i had a japanese coach by the name of tokyo joe trained tenzan and uh, Kojima and all these triple crown champions for New Japan. And he was one of my coaches. And I, I was the only girl and still I'm the only girl to have ever trained with him and the only girl to have ever, you know, trained in the dungeon and just have this, you know, strong, um, 
strong wrestling background, but that match was Triple H gave me the freedom to create and to invent and to have really no limitations because for for a long time, you know, I'm not afraid to say it, uh, for a long time, I think Natty was looked at in WWE by the powers that be maybe too wrestlery, too, she's just, you know, and, and you look at the different generations. There's yeah. the divas and there's the... Well, I was going to ask you, like, what is it like, you know, you say that you were looked at as too, like, wrestlery. Yeah, but for you to, for you to come and be trained in Japan and have traveled the world wrestling, and then you get to WWE, and before the match we were just talking about, yeah. let's say three years ago maybe, WWE was looking to, like, hire models and just kind of show them the basics and then throw them in the ring. So are you sitting there like... What am I even doing here? Well, it took me five years to get hired by WWE. I remember sending in tapes, and I remember, like— um, Should have done a shampoo commercial. <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I remember sending in pictures and tapes and, you know, going backstage every time there'd be a show, a local show. I'd be like, you know, I'm here. I, I want to, you know, get in the ring. And I I just tried so hard to get hired. It was a real struggle, and, and a lot of people don't know that because they think, oh, she's third generation. She grew up in the right. Hart family. Bret Hart put in a good word, and you're done. Your dad puts in a good word, you're good. Yeah, and that wasn't the case at all. It was really just – it was a really an uphill climb. So now that WWE is really embodying women's, you know, wrestling. Right. Um, and this divas revolution is about, you know, the girls being athletic, and, and it's just – that's the way that, you know, you look at the – you look at all the different eras. You look at the Attitude Era and you look at just different eras, you know, and that's the beauty of WWE. It's always evolving and growing and changing. But with the success and popularity of Ronda Rousey, who really started to move the needle for, right. for you know, her genre – I mean, for UFC, she really, really started to move the needle. So people started to pay attention to that. She changed female athletics altogether. Like the idea that because Ronda Rousey has gone into UFC and not become the biggest female fighter but arguably the biggest – fighter in the company she's the best fighter she's the best fighter pound for pound in the world and i actually just finished reading her book um and i just i was like how can you love this girl any more than you already do <laughs> and she just really again like just you you realize wait a minute this is not an overnight success story this is somebody that's been doing this since she was a little girl and it makes you feel better about yourself and respect her more and she never really knew like when she was fighting to do this when i was starting out in when I when I wrestled for my uncles for mm -hmm. Stampede Wrestling, I I was making eight dollars. I remember my uncle once paying me literally with an envelope with eight loonies in it. <laughs> loonies are like eight dollars in Canada, and you don't do it because of the money. Like when Ronda was getting into it, there wasn't even women in the UFC, so right. it wasn't like she didn't know yeah. what the out before end result was. before Ronda Rousey came in. Dana White said, "I will never have women." In UFC. Right. He said, I'm not going to do it. But she did it because she loved yes. it. She was passionate about it. She stood by her convictions. And that's the great thing now. You see with, like, New York is about all about WWE this week. You see yeah. them behind the NXT show. They're all, everybody's pumped for SummerSlam. You've got Sports Rod. Center is doing it. Yeah. ESPN's going to be in SummerSlam. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and John yeah. Stewart's hosting it. It's going to be a. Uh, it's and it's great incredible. That the girls are, are, you know, being celebrated and that we're actually being, like, encouraged to get in the ring and perform more. All right, what well, do you think? Because people have talked about this now. No holes barred street fight. Can Ronda Rousey beat Floyd Mayweather? Yes. You think so? No question. No question <laughs> well, in your I'm, mind. I love Ronda, so yeah. I think— um, Would you pay to see it? Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that she just speaks her mind, and that is the one thing I've learned in WWE is that, you know, pick and choose your battles, but, yes. um, but you have to stand up for yourself. Did you—if you—, if you could go back and do it all again because when you were coming up, was there any ever a point in your life where you didn't want to wrestle? No, actually, I 
there would be maybe when I hurt my knee, I had an ACL injury and I hurt my knee. You know, I was just so it was my first injury. So I was like, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. And then actually Brett talked me out of it. And he was like, that was just for a moment, maybe for a day. And I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. But but yeah, there's been there's been a few there's been a few inklings of a moment. But for the most part, I, I love, you know, I, I love what I do. And when Brett, the hitman heart is there to be like, don't worry about it. It's kind of like, OK, it's nice to have that in your family where somebody with that sort of career. Yeah, I can trust his advice. Yes. You know? Yes. He's, he knows what he's, but even as a kid, you wanted to be a wrestler. Even as a kid, I, um, well, I grew up around it. Like my, in my grandfather's at the heart house, we had a ring in the yard and you know, we had the dungeon that was like our sandbox. So I've always between that and well, growing up at the heart house, there was always tons of cats. (laughs) So I've been, I am a crazy cat lady. (laughs) Those are your two passions. Yes. And that's why it's good that you, because the other reason you're in New York is not just for SummerSlam. But because you're the only human representative, human spokesperson for Friskies right now. We are There's you and two cats. <laughs> I I was actually kind of like starstruck meeting Grumpy Cat, first of all. When Grumpy Cat was the host of I, Raw. I was like, yeah. I'm still like, when I, when I see that cat, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. But when <laughs> I was asked to um, be a part of this event with Friskies, yeah. I was like so excited. And I was like, they want me? Like, I can't believe that. They have that. Grumpy Cat. They're putting me on that cat's level. That's amazing. Exactly. The cat yeah. has slippers. Right. Um, but it's really cool because obviously, actually, my cats my cats eat friskies, and my cats are very spoiled, as we all know on Instagram, with 1.3 million following my cats every move. They love friskies, <laughs> and obviously the product is great, um, but we're also giving back, and very much like in the WWE, we do so many like community initiatives. Um this event that we have today from 12 to 2 yeah. um, at the Friskies Create and Taste Kitchen, um, it's about giving back and helping adoption. It's helping find homes for, for cats in need. And every time somebody uses the hashtag Team Saucy or Team Tender, a meal will be donated to um, you know needy cats around the country. So Grumpy Cat is Team Saucy. Right. And uh, Nala is Team Tender. And actually, Nala was a little moody yesterday. Is that, uh, and I thought, was you know, Team Saucy ahead? Well, because that may be why. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Nala was actually really sweet. I'm just kidding. Oh, you know. oh, but oh. She, she did give me a little growl. But yeah. I think that was because she thought I was giving Grumpy more attention. Is that <laughs> is it is the cat thing? Because it seems is it because it's such an escape from this world? Because you know the pro wrestling world is not only is it this nonstop physically demanding world, but then you're dealing with these people. It's political. It's everything. To be able to get out of pro wrestling and be like, I'm just going to hang out with a bunch of cats. I'm going to go to this Friskies event and like just talk about cats. I love cats. They never give me any grief. Is it is it an escape? Well, it's it's funny because, you know, part of – it's such a cool – you know, being a diva is awesome. Of course, I love of being course. in the ring. I love competing. I love, I love all that. But to use our reach, like, you know, what am I going to do with 1.3 million followers? It's, yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah. It really is about using your reach. And so if you can – you know, it's fun to post a cute, you know, photo on Instagram of like an outfit that you like, but it's also really cool when you can post a photo of a cat that needs a home and then mm-hmm. a week later somebody adopts that cat. Right. And that actually happened to me. Like I posted a photo of a cat that had lost an eye and I, you know, I work with a local uh, cat shelter in Tampa where I live. And so when I, when I actually got a little sneak peek at the Friskies, um, 
Create and Taste Kitchen yesterday, they had shelter cats there, and you realize these cats need homes. And so, yes, Frisky is, you know, we're talking about a great product, but they're helping cats in need. They're helping cats across the country. And if I can help find one cat a home, like, it's cool to be able to use my reach as a diva to do that, in so all honesty. if you're not in New York, if you're in New York, you got to check out Frisky's Kitchen on Broadway. But yes. if you're not in New York, just tweeting Team Saucy and Team Tender and Team Tender yes. is going to get meals for cats. Yes, around the country. That's great. So it's it's really really cool. And um, I'm gonna like my I have a very divided household. I've got two rescue cats and two very spoiled rotten Persians. And do um, they get along? Mm, sort of. It depends right. on what day it is. But uh, they're they're divided between Team Saucy and Team Tender. So I told my husband. TJ, I'm like, we got to make sure we get the, you know, because I've got, I've got 19,000 cat photos in my phone, not including the <laughs> That's ones. That's literally 19,000. Yeah. Not like. No. Yeah. Not, literally 19,000 is maybe the. Maybe actually at 20,000 now, but <laughs> I took like a thousand pictures of the grumpy cat yesterday and I was uh-huh. like, TJ, I'm so scared because I, this cat's almost cuter than our cats. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, so we got to get the word out there, you know, Team Saucy, Team Tender. It's for a great cause. And I hope everybody comes out to see me um, today on Broadway. So I had to give my cat to a lumber yard. Really? They're, it's much happier now before you think <laughs> that I'm a terrible person. But we got this like, uh, uh, we got this cat from a, a shelter, whatever. It was a oh, kitten. Awesome. It was a feral kitten and, and it was great. We named it. I named it Bruiser Brody, uh, <laughs> except it adopted a lot of those personalities, and so it started like it, its whole idea swinging it, a chain around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just pulling its hair back and the moose. Um, no, it was obviously born to be a cat that liked to run around, yeah. and attack things and yeah. play around, not sit in an apartment all day. Well. So it started thinking that, like, oh, there's a leg. I'll just grab that, and I'll bite it. This is fun. And this cat wanted to give you an RKO out of nowhere, right? That's it. That's all it wanted to do. And so we had to, we had, at some point we had to go, okay. But we found, like, a lumber yard now just runs around chasing mice all day. That's awesome. Well, well, at first we were worried because – You didn't want to give them up. Well, I didn't want to give them up at all. I was very emotional about it. But I went, and we dropped him off. And as right before we leave, the guy goes – you know, sometimes we get a raccoon that comes in here at night. That won't be a problem, right? And I was like, oh, don't. Like, I hope not, but why would you say that? And we got a call from the guy, like, the next day. He was like, well, the raccoon's not a problem anymore. I was like, why is that? He goes, because we saw raccoon tracks come in, like, two feet into this uh, this place that he, the cat lives now, and then the raccoon just ran out of there. The cat took care of it. Wow. Boom. That was a heck of a cat. Boom. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we got to get you out of here. You got so much going on. It's SummerSlam. It's Friskies. It's everything. Uh, but how do you feel with the Divas Revolution happening and you're not? So the Divas Revolution in WWE, they brought up three of the women from NXT and then they, they separated the roster into three sets of three women, which you are not in. Are you sitting there going like, what happened? I kind of started this whole thing back then. Why would I not team captain something? Why would I not be at least somewhat part of this story? Well, and people look at Natty and they think, like I said, when I had such a hard time getting hired because when I was trying to get into the WWE, there were a lot of models and, you know, I wasn't a swimsuit model. And um, I just had such a struggle my whole career because I was I very much embodied wrestling. And that's just part of being, you know, growing up in the Hart family. Right. And, uh, for me, like, you know wrestling is just something that pours out of me and it's something that really is part of what makes me tick. And so I'm a, I, I love every kind of wrestling as well, not just WWE, but I, I really, I love, I love watching it. And 
Um, I love being a part of it. I love doing it. And I, I have faith that at some point I will be a part of it. I get asked that question so much. Well, yeah, because it's kind of weird. It, it's really weird. And it's sort of like – I feel like it's kind of like the elephant in the room. Like yeah. people go, well, if there's one – like actually Mick Foley was tweeting me about this. He was like – the one woman that embodies women's wrestling more than any other diva in the WWE is Natty, and she's nowhere near this diva's revolution. Right, because it's, it's almost like this revolution is more people are catching up to what you've been doing the whole time. And and that's what we – that's the special thing. we You can find a pretty girl on any corner – any – I not say corner, but like any city, state, country. <laughs> There's like, some pretty girls on corners gosh, here in New York yeah. too. <laughs> I did not mean it that way. Um, I mean it like in a – Gosh, Natty, stop. The Total Divas cameras aren't around. You're going to put your foot in your mouth 24-7. But you can find a pretty girl in any city, you know, country, continent, state, whatever. You can – beautiful people are everywhere, men, women. But to be a diva in the WWE, you have to be very special. And you have to have a very well-rounded, unique, diverse personality. And you also need to know how to compete when the bell rings. So um, for me, I, I, I have faith. I have faith in the powers – you know, the powers that be in WWE, and I feel like they understand that Natty loves wrestling. They understand that I can go if anybody has seen my match with, you know, Charlotte Flair. They understand, and I think timing is everything. Right. And we are just introducing three new divas. So right now the spotlight is really on them, but once they become established, gotcha. you know what I mean? It's I, I don't – to be honest, I don't know why I'm not included in this. I don't have an answer. I really don't. Your guess is as good as mine. Right. I – I've had a few moments where I've been like, um, it's funny because my sister is here with me uh, celebrating SummerSlam, and it's so cool having her. But I kind of brought her here for support um, because I felt like there was a little bit, there was a part of me where I was like, I'm going to have a hard time like watching all the girls compete and not being a part of it. And yeah. I feel like there's so much of me that like is wanting to be a part of it. So it's just nice to have her support and have her here because I know like as much as it's, I mean, I cannot wait to see Bailey versus Sasha. Mm-hmm. cannot wait. Um, it's a double main event. The, the girls are actually part of the main event at, and at the takeover show right um on saturday but it's going to be bittersweet because it's it's hard to watch them perform and be so proud of them but also be like i want to i want to do that too yeah and knowing that i'm fully able to so right, like i didn't build this up so i could step aside like that wasn't yeah. this wasn't the second part of that but at the same time i don't control it so right. I, I i just have to trust in the powers that be i have to trust in the universe i have to you know just and and right now is not my time and i'll just help everybody celebrate their time and be supportive of them because one day it'll be my time and everybody will be giving me you know it's just one of those things it's very very cyclical and in the meantime you got some cats to hang out with and so things I got are going like, well yeah i got i've got to get a bunch more selfies with grumpy cat and <laughs> right cat. right and well, that's what you're in new york for <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't wait i'm actually so excited about seeing everybody so if you have a chance to come down yes um, come down or if you're Across this country of ours, then uh, tweet out Team Tender and Team so- hashtag Team Tender hashtag Team hashtag Team, hashtag team hashtag Saucy Team Saucy and feel free to put a picture of your own cat on there, even if right. it was from years ago. Like you know, all of us cat people just get kind of crazy. So and you can follow Natalia on Instagram for the cat photos. Yeah, at Nat by Nature. Like, That's it. Naughty by Nature, but at Nat by Nature. Love it. Yeah. Here is Sam Roberts. Believe it or not, after that one, I made it onto Natty's Instagram. Jealous. Scroll through. You'll find a picture of her and yours truly. Obviously, we did that interview right before SummerSlam. And you could, I think you could hear in her voice. You know, I'd really like to get... I'd like to talk to Natty when she's not under WWE contract. Because you could hear in her voice 
how disappointed she was that she wasn't a part of SummerSlam. You could hear in her voice that she was trying to make the best of the situation, but that she's not happy to not be a part of, of the Divas Revolution, and who could blame her? I mean, it can't be an easy thing. It can't be an easy environment, you know, to be a part of uh, the whole thing, watching all this happen. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that the Divas are getting more attention now than they have in many, many, many years. If you want an example of that, check out Sports Illustrated. Check out Men's Journal. You know, there's articles about it. Written by me and Katie Linendahl. You can find them on NotSam.com if you haven't seen them. Uh, speaking of Katie Linendahl, she joins me this week on the State of Wrestling. As I said, so much to talk about. There were, if you turned on Raw this week, and I can't thank those fans enough, there were signs with my big cartoon face on it and Katie's big cartoon face on it right there in the front row. The Tampa fans, amazing, amazing. Uh, we did a contest last week where we wanted to give out a couple Money in the Bank briefcases. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, for whoever had the best tweets for re- hashtag RefGate to at Charles Robinson or whatever his Twitter name is, uh, uh, and uh, we picked the winners. We'll do that right here and talk about pro wrestling in the state of wrestling with Katie Linendahl. Let's, uh, let's go to it. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Why do you shut that text vibrate thing off? It's so annoying. Vibrating? It's it vibrates on silent. It's rookie. So what? It's just that you don't want it to not make a sound at all. It's so obnoxious. The vibrating is obnoxious. Because it goes. Nee, nee. I went to your house and Chris Jericho's theme music played from your cell phone. Sam. And my vibrating's obnoxious. Immediately changed. Yeah. Well. We, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. Welcome to the state of wrestling. No. It's not. Yeah. Even, yes. You better cut this. No. Start Absolutely over. not. Nope. Start over. Nope. Sam. What? Start over. Nope. Welcome to the state of wrestling, everybody. That last part's still going to make it, though. Sam. It's recorded. What are you going to do? How are you going to ensure that I don't use I it? I don't like Chris Jericho's music. That's not it what it is. It's an accident. Then how and come? You can't start recording before you tell me to, that you're recording. That's not fair. What else are you recording? Well, I would call you and tell you, and it would be like, you know, I got you. Break the it's wall. Down. It's, it's honestly horrible. It is. And I'm, I'm embarrassed for myself. Good. On it. Good. Well, now that you've used a word from the Linendahl lexicon, welcome to the state of wrestling. Oh, hi. Hey, everybody. Uh, you know who's here with me, Katie Linendahl. She's on the Today Show, Fox News, CNN, Emmy Award winner. She was on Red Eye this week. You did fabulous. And let me tell you something. This is why you know that Katie Linendahl is not uh, new to this. She's true to this. (laughs) You snuck in so many pro wrestling references onto Red Eye last night. Red Eye is a show that's on Fox News here in the States um, at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning every day. And basically, it's not a news show. It's like a they take the topical issues of the day and do kind of a comedy show. They usually get two or three comedians, and they do a panel, and they bring up you know news stories that are happening, and everybody just kind of riffs. Um, but I didn't sneak it in because it was just a natural part of my my verbiage. It was just a, at one point you said Refgate. Yes. On the show. And I am so excited to talk about Refgate. Today. And everybody was I could tell. I think it's just something that's on your mind. 
It is. So you just... It's it, something I'm very passionate about. And so it comes It was kind of like the girl in the pageant from South Carolina that just knew she had 10 buzzwords that were right. really important to her. Right. Remember that? Such as... Such as, like, such maps, as. helping people. <laughs> and that was just me. I was just like, RefGate, 3D. Yeah. And then at one point you did say, enough is some- enough and it's time for a change. <laughs> Well, I felt strongly about my position in that political topic. You did. It was very impressive. If anybody hasn't seen it, you can Google it and find <laughs> it. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. I was watching Raw Uh-oh. last Uh-oh. night, Uh-oh. and I saw the Beat the Clock Challenge. On the Bellatron? To whoever was going to beat me. For my Divas Championship. I am so proud of you right now. I Look just, I can't stop doing it. Board. I was doing it last night while I was watching. When Nikki came out, I love me the Bellas. I love them. Look who's on. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. When Nikki came out and she goes, if any of you think that you have what it takes to take the Divas Championship away from me, the soon-to-be... Longest running Divas champion of all time? My reign in WWE history, alongside the support of Foxy and Brie, too. Ha ha. Otherwise known as Brie. <laughs> I meant to say I confused myself there. But I've been reigning as the longest intercontinental champion in WWE history. Nikki, you're and not. If you think that I'm going to give up this title, Nikki. Well, guess what? what? Look up at that Bellatron because there's a countdown. It's it's Divas Intercontinental. Divas title. <laughs> European Championship. Everything comes up at the end of the sentence. Look, I love the Bellas. Everybody knows that. I stay in Brie mode, and Nikki Bella is among the greatest women I've ever met. Yeah. Thanks, Sam Roberts. <laughs> I wish, Sam, that your co-host, Katie, what's her name? Yeah, we don't even know her name. She thinks she's important. Well, guess what? Come on, Nikki! Come on, Nikki! <laughs> Me, Bree, and Foxy have some words for that girl. That little elf. She's not funny. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into the Divas Revolution. No, can we can we first say a big thank you? Oh my for gosh. For Refgate. It was all it was honestly it was overwhelming the Refgate response. Can 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 we can I give like 30 seconds of thank yous? Yeah. Do you like some like cuz it's like campaign season, can we play some like patriotic music or something? Da, 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 da. Da. Oh. That's better. Oh my gosh, you prepped. With your help, we as a collective we came together and we had our own revolution. We stood up for injustice, incompetency, and the inability to count to three. You really did prep. Our voices were heard, and while we have still not, Sam and I, received a response to our handwritten letters to WWE Corporate as to whether or not Chuck Robinson will be both suspended without pay and or demoted to NXT. Isn't it Charles? It's Chuck. The real thing that matters is our voices were heard. And I'm wrapping it up here. Refgate was discussed on the Monday Night Raw pre-show. True story. We successfully blew up Chuck Robinson's Twitter account to the point where he retweeted RefGate well into the double digits. I thought it was Charles. Shut it over there. I'm, I'm giving a speech. Oh. Who interrupts a speech? No, you're right. And last night, two of our compatriots, Nick Tranquito <laughs> and Walter Miley, held up Not Sam and I avatars in the fourth row of Monday Night Raw supporting the injustice for RefGate. We'd like to, again, thank you for all your efforts on this movement, and we hope we can all continue to berate the refs, especially <laughs> Charles Robinson. 
That was really good. That was really incredible. That was really well done, Lennon and all. That was, I mean, and that's why you're a journalist. That's why you come in, you present, and you knock it out of the park every time. That was incredible. I edited that thing many times. You so did? I took it very seriously. Because I, I, I'm, like, obsessed with everybody that contributed to RefGate. I can't believe the contributions we got. So RefGate is, of course, uh, us looking into everything that's going on with these officials. Mm-hmm. It started at a house show when uh, KL and myself mm-hmm. realized that uh, Chuck Robinson, keep up, was not uh, <laughs> doing well officiating a cage match. And it was a cage match. All he had to do was open and shut the door. So we started yelling at him from uh, from the crowd. And it started kind of making a scene around us. And then we started noticing it was happening at shows. And then for it to all culminate at SummerSlam, it was unacceptable. But the amount of people that were sending Charles Robinson tweets yep. on our behalf all week long... It and was they were like hilarious. It was like Tatanka times seven hundred. Oh my gosh! And by the way, if you think that you're going home empty-handed, mm-hmm. we have two Money in the Bank winners. Like I can't even just do one. We decided mm-hmm. to do two, and then we actually Sam and I decided to make ten custom I Survived Refgate T-shirts. Yeah, we did with our avatars on the back. That's right for select winners. But we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. So that makes you stay tuned. That's exactly right. TSL, ladies and gentlemen, time spent listening. Um, yeah. But, so yeah, thank you guys so much for being a part of RefGate. I shouldn't have eaten this high chew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's a really bad idea watching you from well, over here. Well, you're doing the speech and everything. And in their mouth. Like, they're just so good. Mid-sentence. Yeah, I don't know. It was very, very dumb. I'm a professional broadcaster, The, the you know. last remaining professional broadcaster. The last one. So, I'm going to put in this wrapper. That's disgusting. Oh, all right. Hang on. Finish it. Just say, say something. Okay. Also, we would you like to say stop. that the torch <laughs> needs to be passed in Roughgate. So for our new compatriots that we just mentioned that held up the Not Sam and the Katie Linendale avatar, huge props. And if anyone wants to carry that torch Olympic style, mm-hmm. i.e. Roughgate style, <laughs> carry the torch on Capitol Hill or at an event. Right. And we're behind you. I'm done with my high chew. So we are so behind you and we really appreciate all the support. It was really, really funny and so funny. To see the Not Sam and Katie Lindahl signs. Oh, my gosh. It made my day. On Raw last night. It was great. Um, let's talk, though. Let's not just sit here talking about ourselves and what we've got going on. Let's talk about wrestling because that's yes. what people tune in for, yes. the state of wrestling. Um, and I have to wonder, first of all, I don't know if you've even heard about this because this is breaking news kind of as we're going. Okay. Did you hear about Jimmy Snuka? I did not. The Superfly Jimmy Snuka, get this. Has been arrested. Did you know he might have ooh, murdered his ex-girlfriend? I, I am aware of that story. In 1983. That happened in the 80s, yes. Yeah, I think, I don't, it wasn't a podcast because I did the interview before the podcast existed. If you go on the YouTube channel, YouTube slash Not Sam, you can find my interview with Jimmy Snuka. Um, I asked him, and I might play it on the Sirius XM show tomorrow. I asked him about killing his girlfriend, and the answer that he gave me was so insufficient. <laughs> was it vague for the sense of legality? Uh, it was vague for the sense of legality in the sense that he didn't want to be found guilty. But, I mean, in those kind of situations, you're just supposed no. to avoid. He didn't know. You know, it was just weird. Do you feel weird asking people those kind of questions, too? Because you always go in for it at times where I'm like, Ugh. Um, Sometimes, but sometimes I take pride in the in the weirdness. I think it's funny. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I, I asked him about it, and it was like, he didn't really even know, he didn't even really seem to know the story. So people have been talking about this for a long time. He, uh, the story that he has always said is that he was with this chick, 
and they were going to a show. Uh, and she got out of the car, if I remember his story right. She got out of the car to use the bathroom to pee. And then after she peed, she slipped and hit her head on a rock. But then she got up and she was fine. And then he took her to the hotel room and she took a nap. And then he went and did the show. And when he got back, she was dead. It really is not a convincing story. Wow. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. You're right. It it did just break. Yeah. So now he is arrested. It happened in 1983. So we lost in one shot. I'm talking about, you know, in, in no time of each other. It's amazing that he's 72 years old. This happened in 83 and yes. this circles back around. Yes. Wow. But yes. He, he's out on a hundred grand bail. I'm going to tell you something. I imagine the, he posted it. The WrestleMania one main event is falling apart in front of our eyes. We got no more Piper. Hulk Hogan's a racist. And Jimmy Snuka might finally be going to jail for murder. All part of WrestleMania one main event. I got to add another journalism fact to this. We, all we I'm, got left is Paul Orndorff and Bob Orton. And Mr. T. Yuck. Ugh. 1985, they won a 500,000 wrongful death case against him by default, but he never paid because he claimed he was broke. Right. Snooker, man. It's from well, Morning that's Call. People say that, like, he really, when the, when the original trial happened, he really played up the, oh, I'm from Fiji, I don't know English, I don't know, blah, 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 just to get out of answering things. But, okay, can we get back to your personal interview? Because I find this very interesting. Yeah. Did... did you didn't finish kind of how he responded. Was it – do you remember? Well, I, I remember that I almost had to answer the question for him. Like I had to help him with his story, which is uh, journalism never one. Like it, it was the worst thing I could do as an interviewer. But it was like uncomfortable because Jimmy Snook is like an old man at this point. He doesn't really understand conversation. That doesn't change good and bad. Right. So but, – but it's one of those things where like you know he's not going to admit to anything. That's a – dangerous place to put yourself in position. I know. And that's, that's the other thing I was thinking. You. I was like, I don't want to have him say, I don't know. I, it's just, he's an unpredictable fella. So I, I yeah, the way I remember. We just it, saw him at a PWS event yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. He's still doing the circuit. He still does shows all the time, all the time. Um, but yeah, I basically had to answer the question for him if I remember right. And it was really not terribly convincing. It really wasn't. Like I left, I left under the impression that Jimmy Snuka probably murdered that person. Sam, what? This is really heavy. That's what I thought had happened. That's what I still think probably happened, in my opinion. That that that's my gut based on the conversation I had with him. That that's what happened. I think it was probably in a different time. I think he was uh, partying hard. I think he was, you know, making some money. And you know, I think he he probably didn't mean to murder this person. But who knows? I mean, I could be very wrong, by the way. Wow. I could be wrong. The oldest case, again, according to the morning call, the oldest case that's ever been sent before a grand jury. Wow. Investigate the mysterious death. Well, they must have some real stuff on yeah. him if they're going to bring this back up. Like, they, they can't – this can't just be sort of like a, you know what? We should relook at this. Like, this, mm. this has to be real. And then the other thing, like, wrestling is in a weird place. You have this happening to Jimmy Snuka. You have the uh, the obsessed fan that was shot outside the WWE Performance Center. Right. By the way, this is that to me. The story with that was apparently there was some guy obsessed with at least one of the divas. I don't know who it was, but he had been at the Performance Center before. He'd been told to stay away. He was he was some kind of crazy person, 
and he showed up. And when the cops came to tell him to get away, he apparently, from what I read, chased after them with a knife. Well, in I think it was on Triple H's Twitter account. He said this is he's showed up there multiple times. Right. So I mean, right. those so he's a problem. Kind of can't control. And so it's yeah. So, so and he chases a cop with a knife. A cop has no choice and but to. I just want to be. This was this happened in Florida. At the performance center. The state of Florida. Florida. The news came out of Florida. Yeah. I just want to drive that home. Shocker, right? Shocker. Yeah. I'm, yeah. This is what happens when you build a performance center in Florida. Right. Although, and can I tell you something? I had no idea how, how uh, sensitive wrestling fans were. Because, like, on my Sirius XM show, mm-hmm. I mean, I I make you uncomfortable all the time. But I say th- uncomfortable things constantly. Mm-hmm. And people enjoy it because it's funny. Like, it just kind of... I said on Twitter last night, I posted a link to the Performance Center article, the, the, the news that this obsessed fan had been shot because he was a crazy person. And I said, all right, all right, I'll stop going to the Performance Center, inferring that I was uh, a crazy obsessed fan. And I had no idea. All Sam. These, that's what I mean. Do you I want didn't, to run these past me moving forward? No. I'm going to keep doing them. I don't know what you everybody no was so internal, sensitive like, about. no barometer like what's good and what's bad. No, no, I do not. You get the real me, okay? You get the real me, too, but not the stupid me. Right off the cuff. Mm. Right off the cuff. So a lot of weirdness is going on. But in terms of the uh, uh, storyline world, I am a little concerned. Talk. There's no doubt in my mind. We were talking about this before. There's no doubt in my mind when it comes to the divas uh, who the most popular one is. What happens, Katie Linendahl, when you go... To uh, uh, when you watch a match involving the Bellas, involving uh, PCB, involving any of the Foxy, what are you hearing chanted? We want who? Is this a play for Sasha? Sasha is the answer. Sasha is by far the most popular of the new divas. Perhaps, but I don't feel like that holds weight in the sense that I feel strongly that people like the four horsewomen and Paige. Because I'm including Bailey in there. Right. People love them all. People love Sasha. Here's my problem. Raw this week, mm-hmm. we had a situation where we had the beat the clock challenge and all Which, this stuff. When it started, I really liked the idea. Right. I liked where it was heading. Mm-hmm. Continue. Sasha wasn't a part of it. Like, the, like, Sasha is being kind of pushed away from her match with, with Paige. Paige. She, if she had won, she wouldn't have, like, she wasn't part of the challenge. That's very interesting. And you know what? I didn't think about that until now. But do you think next week Team Bad has the same kind of beat-the-clock challenge? No, because they said they didn't. They said, well, they said the, the reason Team Bad's not uh, competing in this challenge is because they didn't win the SummerSlam match. So PCB won the SummerSlam match, so they get the... What kind of post-SummerSlam ramifications are those? I don't know. I had no idea this was happening. I am concerned that the WWE, I don't know, maybe it's Charlotte. I don't know who it is. I feel like the WWE may very well have a diva in mind as this is our diva, and they're trying to make people forget about Sasha Banks. Well, in in terms of a timeline, so she is what, according... According to the Bellatron, <laughs> I only have, if we do the math from Monday Night Raw, about mm, 1,100, I mean, oops, 11 days for me to be the longest WWE Intercontinental Champion. Divas Champion. Divas Champion. So, doing the math, so she she takes on, I, I think Charlotte's up for it. Charlotte's the one. Because that'll be at Night of Champions. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, and Charlotte. And that'll be after the run. So she'll get the, she'll get the reign. 
Then she'll face Charlotte. Charlotte picks it up. Yes. I believe that will well, probably happen. You're good happen. at predicting these things. Do you uh, think that happens? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Why uh, do you I think actually, that happens over Sasha? Do you not? I think that they just get in their minds, this is the person we're going with, and that's it. And I worry. Now, maybe Charlotte, well, I, I think it's too early for it to give. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte loses and then starts chasing the title. Like we set up a feud between Nikki and Charlotte. I, I would like to see that happen. That 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 I wouldn't be surprised to see. But my concern is that they have their mindset on a Nikki Charlotte program, and that they're trying to not let Sasha Banks be highlighted. Because and it's the same thing they've done. The same thing they did with Daniel Bryan. They did it with CM Punk. They've done it with many people where there is obviously one person who the people in the audience want to see and are most vocal about, but it wasn't really in the plan. So we're going to do something different and try to make you forget about this. And I worry that they're doing that with Sasha Banks. There is no reason why Sasha Banks should not be the number one person in this story based solely on the fact that her match with Bailey at TakeOver may have been the best WWE match of the year. Well, and that's why... Not I, Divas match! It's, WWE it's, match in general. It's a strong statement, and that's where I almost... It was so obvious that that was such a fantastic match. I, I have a hard time thinking they're going to put her in a corner. Sasha? Yeah. I mean, what's she doing? I think they're in a weird place of ramping up Charlotte too quickly. I don't think they're going to do that, personally. And, and to hear words out of Charlotte, Charlotte's obviously one of the strongest, right? And to She's compare great. herself to, or to note herself when we interviewed her for Sports Illustrated, saying that she is like the Brock Lesnar of the female division. That's I thought that she was wants strong. to be. Yeah, she yeah, wants yeah. to be. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's but dope. you can't ramp it too fast. So I think they're going to play out this Bella's thing for a little longer. Yeah, and then they'll bring in Sasha. I feel like yeah, I, Charlotte and Sasha is. Is the feud. I don't know if they're waiting for it or whatever. I mean, that's the match. Charlotte and Sasha. That's the Maybe that's match WrestleMania. to be seen. It'd be amazing if it was WrestleMania. But I, 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 I also wonder how much awareness people in the WWE have about what's going on at NXT. Well, you loop me in on... Were you going in the female direction? Either way. Uh, you loop me in on what I thought was probably one of the most interesting things I've heard lately. Mm-hmm. How they're picking up that next round... Of divas, if you want to call them. Yeah, I mean, women. NXT is is definitely doing the right thing. If, if you look online, they just signed two huge uh, female wrestlers out of Japan. So they, they know that they're like, okay, there are women internationally that are doing great things. We need to not only be able to train the next generation of women, but we need women who can go. You know who caught my eye was, um, was it The Rock's cousin who's in NXT now? Yeah, the new, uh, the, that's about to debut. Yes. Yes. I've been hot reading on that because I love the storyline of her. She, If you look her up, what's her name? Do you remember? I don't off the top of my head. Uh, she, big, yeah. awesome, strong female. Yeah. And she's kind of playing this bully bodyguard. I think that she should play this bully, bully, bully bodyguard to Eva Marie. And I'm going to tell you this. Aren't they teaming her up with her? Yes. Yeah. And such a smart idea. It is smart. And I'm going to tell you who it's terrible news for. That's more bad news for Tamina Snuka. First, her dad might go to jail. And also, as long as that chick's around, Tamina has no job. Mm. You know? I mean, how do you justify it? Mm. You know what I mean? I think so. But I do I do find myself in a position where I worry for Sasha Banks. Um, we talked about this, and we didn't get to talk about it last week, but we talked about it before SummerSlam. Um, 
And that is Seth Rollins oh. and the world title, U.S. title situation. I'm so glad you went there next because I'm, I have been waiting for the last 24 hours because I listened back to one of your statements and you said, if Seth Rollins gets both titles, you're going to complain about it every single podcast. And then you, I forgot to do the first you, one. <laughs> and the very next one you forgot. <laughs> Again, Sam Roberts, the last I, remaining profession. professional broadcaster. I can't even predict properly for things I'm going to do. Oh, sure. Not good. Not good. Uh, do you feel strongly about this? Um, you were said you're going to be so mad and that they were stealing storyline if he had both titles. Well, I do think... How do we not revisit this? Uh, well, I'm glad we revisited it. And uh, Seth Rollins had a good defense. If you, We didn't put it on the podcast. It's a YouTube exclusive. But if you go to YouTube slash Not Sam, you can see the interview Katie and I did with Seth Rollins the day before SummerSlam. And we asked him, you know, Katie, I think you're the one who brought up the question. What are you going to do if you win both titles? Are you going to vacate one of them? And he said, no, I'm not going to vacate. I'll be the, both champions. That'll be great. And then I said... Yeah, but the Ultimate Warrior vacated both one of the titles when he had the Intercontinental and the World title. And Seth Rollins had a good defense for that. Ultimate Warrior was an idiot is what he said. <laughs> okay, so, Seth. I was like, okay, that's, I mean, that is a good defense. That is a good argument. It's solid. I think so far I, I, I'm okay with it to tell you the truth so far. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like it's stealing necessarily. After I'm, that whole – Yeah, I know. Tangent. Okay I had to listen to you run your mouth. I know. I did. I ran my mouth, and then I'm I was watching. I'm going to be so mad about it. I'm going to talk about it every week. Yeah, I was watching Raw. I'm not that mad. It's kind of cool. Are you not that mad because you like where it's going, for example, with Night of Champions? Uh, yes. Yes. I thought Raw was only okay in general. I wish that a little more had happened, but I did like the end. I like Seth Rollins having to wrestle John Cena and Sting, and quite frankly, I think, here's my prediction. <laughs> He's going to beat them both. Seth Rollins, 2-0 and at Night of Champions. He's going to beat both of them. Oh, if you beat Sting, though, then you really... I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Sting. values. I think... Is, is this whole... I got very confused with the Sting speech. Mm-hmm. Is that setting him up for Triple H at WrestleMania? Well, he was saying good things about Triple H. Right. So he's putting him over. He is. So... Is this like kind of a throwaway with Rollins? But then if you're going to tell me he loses. He's got to wrestle somebody at WrestleMania. That's the thing. Sting, if he's wrestling at Night of Champions, he's going to wrestle in Dallas at WrestleMania 32. But you do. You're right, Katie. You do have to wonder if he loses to Triple H at WrestleMania 31. Then he goes to Night of Champions and he loses to Seth Rollins. You know, where does that leave him for WrestleMania or the future? At the same time, I can't see Sting being the WWE champion. I, no, I no. can't see that happening. I would actually be really excited to see. I, I, well, I think Night of Champions is already like max capacity in terms of, of a card, right? I think mm. it's getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We were both surprised that Sting is going to be at Night Even of Champions. Even having Sting, Seth Rollins, and then and also then John Cena, Seth Rollins. Yes. That's great. Yeah. What if Sheamus cashes in? Now he has to fight three. That's true. What if Sheamus cashes in on Sting? Better. Fella. Better. And then what, I mean. I would so respect the Hawk if he cashed in then. What if, okay, what if this, what if this happens? What if Sting cashes in? Did you hear that? That was my ringtone because I changed it. Is that right? That was the the power-up Nintendo. (laughs) I forgot to turn my ringer off. 
so obnoxious. So shut it, Sam. Um, what if I hate fantasy booking? What if Sheamus cashes in, beats Sting? He's the champion. Sting goes away for a while. Sheamus ends up losing the title by the Royal Rumble to John Cena, the man who I predicted would be the champion by WrestleMania. And then Sheamus and Sting wrestle at WrestleMania with no title on the line, and Sting gets his revenge. To the point where I followed, it sounded amazing. Right. But then I had to think too much. You did. It was like mousetrap. Yeah. yeah. And like then the ball didn't go through the hoop, and I was like, meh, I spaced out. And then it was like, yeah, it was just too much. On you. I understand. I understand. And uh, not because I'm dumb. Because, oh, like, no. As I told you, when it comes to wrestling, I just want to, I don't want to have to think. Mm-hmm. I just like want to understand it. Like, I don't, like Charles Robinson, we don't need an explanation to how, why that SummerSlam match messed up. You, that, you just went, you just did an awesome prediction and I respect you for it. And I'm sure you're right. Thank you, Katie. And I'm going to agree you. with it. I didn't even talk about the other weird wrestling stories that are kind of negative. Oh, why Why are we allowed to be negative the whole time? I, I know, but there's so many stories going All on. All right, go ahead. Like, one more. You know Charlotte's ex-husband, Bram. I don't know if he's her ex-husband. He's in TNA, Bram. Mm-hmm. He, I guess, I don't know if they're divorced or if they're separated they're or divorced, whatever. Are they? But, well, he got, uh, he's in jail. Jeez, man. For uh, some kind of uh, domestic abuse. And it wasn't Charlotte. I checked that out. That's why. Like, I think a lot of people were wondering that. It wasn't. I guess he had a girlfriend. They must be separated. But that's going on. And at the same time, I don't know how any of these people have relationships. Seth Rollins' girlfriend from NXT's, Ara. Yeah. She got released. She, in one shot, she made her debut at a house show, an NXT house show. She was uh, Salmon Crow's manager. She makes her debut. She goes out there. She does her thing. She comes back. Some people find some old Instagram posts where she had Nazi paraphernalia <gasps> pictured, released, gone. They hoganed her out of there. It's crazy. Huh. All in one week. Well, I mean, I guess we could round that out with good things that happened. Well, what good things happened? Come on, Sam. You tell me. Well, we got to see Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. That's a good thing. Yeah. I think... I think the Wyatts are only stronger with more members. Well, I think, I think it's good. the Wyatts are only stronger, but I think the Shield is going to add a member. You mean? The two-thirds of the Shield. Ambrose and Rollins? I mean, Ambrose and Reigns? Who is the third member, do you think? I'd put that back on you to answer. Okay, let's see. If we had to find a third member for the Shield to compete against the three Wyatts, are we thinking a active roster member or are we thinking an NXT superstar? I would my my initial thought goes to somebody but it's not right. It's not a good fit. Tell but me. I just want to tell you the caliber I'm thinking. Tell me. Like an Apollo Cruz. Like okay. somebody big and strong but he's too I think he's too um I hate to say that like too acrobatic as much as that's like my favorite part about him. I think yeah. he's a solo act. I think he's a solo act too. I don't think he fits in with those two but guys. But that kind of caliber um, let's think. Who's due? Who do we have down there that we could bring up? Um, honestly, you're not going to like this, but I think Solomon Crow could be a good fit. Solomon Crow, Sammy Callahan is pretty incredible if you've seen him on the indies. I don't think that you've seen the best of what he can do in NXT yet. I think that's why you're skeptical. But, um, I could see that being a cool fit. Hmm. I would also, let me tell you what I would do immediately. Get those uh, 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 Briscoe brothers from Ring of Honor and put them in the Wyatt family, too. Oh, yeah. We, we were on the same page with that. Yeah. 
and then have them turn on the Wyatt family. And I mean, imagine the matches between the Wyatts and the Briscoes. Sick. Sick. I would love it. That is a good one. Yes. But, yeah, I guess I guess Sammy Callahan would be the, uh, 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 Solomon Crow would be, I guess, if I had to pick. I have to put some more thought into this Yeah, one. me too. But I feel like it's overdue. Yeah, I mean, the they're, factions. They're like, it's just. This is, by the way, I mean, as successful as Seth Rollins is, so at the end of the day it was worth it. This is why you don't break up fashions, factions too early. Factions are cool, and when they're working, they're money. Oh, it was such at a peak, though. Yeah, but you, you, there were still some juice well, left You in can't them. argue that Seth Rollins on his own hasn't been strong. No, but you could have just had Seth Rollins leave the shield and not have to break up everything else. May I ask you about this faction? Yes, you may. The New Day. New Day? You kind of have to love them. Uh, New Day. New Day is killing it. They're very, very impressive in the sense that they have, it. they have gone from... And I don't care if you're one of those people that hate the New Day. Tell me. The performance art yes. behind this is pretty strong. Well, because they've gone from, and they've done it themselves. You can't credit writers. you got, you got to credit these guys for their performances because the performances is what's getting them over. And they've gone from being the biggest who cares group of guys right. in the company right. to the point where you were like, I was a Big E fan before this, but now it's Big like, e and I was a Kofi fan. And it's like, well, what are they doing now? To becoming the... One of the uh, highlights of Monday Night Raw, and I think all the fans know it. They're so good at what they're doing right now. They're so good that they had to bring in the Dudley boys to spice things up. <laughs> That's how good. good New Day is. I mean, is Xavier Woods so strong as almost in this, like, manager role? That I mean, I think Xavier Woods has been wasting a lot of time in the gym, quite frankly. Because anybody that can talk as well as he can mm, doesn't strong. need to be making sure he's got 0% body fat, you know? And a PhD. Yeah. Like, if that's why, like, I talk, so I don't work out. You know what I mean? Because I can talk. So get, it's fine. You get paid to run your mouth. Exactly. You don't get paid to run. Precisely. Mm. So what am I going to do? Talk, 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 talk. You're good at it, Sam. In one place, though. Sitting down. Mm -hmm. Not moving. Can you play a trombone? It made me want to learn an instrument when I saw those guys Look come at out. You. Maybe I could be like the uh, that big drum that they strap to the chest and you hit it with the mallets on the side. Boom. The boom, bass drum. Boom. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could play the bass drum. I think so. I'd probably have to work on my uh, my back strength a little bit, but beyond that, I think I could pull it off. Yeah, you're a little weak in the back. Well, I mean, you know, we all have our, our our strengths and weaknesses. There's no reason to point them out, but yeah, yeah, I thought they were they were really good. I thought they were great. I mean, I'd buy the album. Is the New Day a, album? Yeah. I, yeah. It's called it, Booty. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Big E's Booty. Oh, yeah. He's got some moves. Hey, yeah, that's a little weird. Y yeah. But it works. People are digging it. The weirdness works. The weirdness works. Yeah, I, I, I think they're very, very impressive. And speaking of New Day facing 3D, you called that. I did not think they were coming back. When I saw the Is that the deal? They're back. But see, and that confused me because maybe it was already, it had to have been a pre-tape. But they were on... Was it ROH or TNA? TNA. And, what, I mean, one week ago? Yeah. Was it pre-tape then, obviously? That was pre-tape, but they worked an indie show over the weekend. So what? Because they had, like, WWE was like, okay, we want you. WWE is, people think that this company, and I don't know for sure, but people's perception is that this company plans these things out well in advance. And my perception is that doesn't happen at all. I think they were like, oh, let's get the Dudleys right now. And the Dudleys were like, well, okay, but we have a couple bookings, you know? Like, we can't just cancel our bookings. And they go, okay, well, still, we want you now, and then you can complete the bookings. That's happened a, a few times before. They'll let guys 
if they want to bring him in right away, they'll let guys complete bookings that they had booked before WWE showed interest. Because I, I find that a new phase, though. I think this is very interesting. I think with, like, the Samoa Joes. Right. Um, well, Samoa Joes deal is totally different. See, but these new that's deals. That's the NXT it's, deal. It's got to be. I the feel Dudleys, like that's a new thing. I, think I, the, I don't know. I don't think the Dudleys are going to be working indies at all anymore. I think the Dudleys had what Daniel Bryan had when he first came back, which was, okay, we fire you. Then Daniel Bryan goes, okay, I'm going to book indies. Mm. And then they go, okay, we want you back for SummerSlam. And Daniel Bryan goes, yeah, but I got indies booked through September. And they said, okay, come back for SummerSlam and just work the indies and us until the end of September because you were booked. So I think that's the situation the Dudley boys are in. Speaking of the indies, I just have to kind of plug in a tease. Uh huh. Because you and I have a very exciting interview coming up. A lot of people saying we could get a little bit more indie stuff, some of the more big names in. Right, because we talk about WWE so much. Stay tuned. That's right. That's right. I'm pumped for this one. You are? Very. Good. Excellent. That's all I'll say. Excellent. Well, Katie. Why don't you award some people some prizes? Oh, my gosh. We're out of time? Well, unless there's – I mean, do you want to address – People want more state of wrestling, Sam Roberts. Well, what do you want to address? I just want to talk all day about wrestling. I know. So do I. But, like, you know, we – this is a podcast for the listeners. It's not a podcast for us. We can't be greedy. No, we're not being greedy. We're giving people what they want. Which is us. And one of those things is prizes. Prizes. Segway. <laughs> um, so we have two – Money in the Bank briefcase winners. And now, are you loading these briefcases up with prizes? Absolutely. Okay. And may I say there's great prizes in there. Is that right? One has a Tatanka t-shirt in it. Don't give anything else away. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. (laughs) But it's like good stuff. I believe you. It's not like the Target dollar bin aisle. No, no, no. This is like stuff from WWE shop. Yeah. Okay? And pro wrestling tees. Yeah. All right. So two of our Money in the Bank winners, Money in the Bank briefcase winners. Right. First up, the one you chose... Drake Downey. That's right. He says, at Caitlin and Dolls, dishing up super kicks, and WWE Robinson is next unless Refgate ends. Super kick party! Not Sam. And then there was a great photo of Charles Robinson getting super kicked with your face photoshopped over Shawn <laughs> it Michaels. It was extra effort. It was. It was extra effort. That was my pick. So our second winner and our final winner of the, of the big prizes mm-hmm. is Nick X. Nick X. Yeah. He says... WWE Robinson, maybe if you grew your hair up like at Not Sam, yeah, instead of down over your eyes, you could have saw what happened. I think that's right. That's, Refgate, those are great. Refgate, Refgate lives on. By the way, Refgate lives on. And here's the deal: as I told you, we chose ten custom Refgate. I survived Refgate T-shirts. We custom made them. Yes, we're gonna put those up on our Facebook pages. All those winners. So that's Facebook slash Not Sam for mm-hmm. me. And Facebook slash Katie Linendahl for Katie. Yep. And I'm just going to say, we'll put your names up there and you have to message us and we'll get those sent out because there is some funny, funny stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. That sounds great. Well, Katie Linendahl, thank you as always for joining me. If you want to follow Katie, if you don't already, you should. I'm watching your numbers, by the way. You are skyrocketing. I, I love the peoples and I love talking to you guys on Twitter. Yeah. you're the, uh, Katie, Katie's really good at talking to people on Twitter. And um, if I don't message you back... It's because she doesn't like you. No, that's not true. Go to Katie Linendahl on Twitter. It's probably because I'm spaced out in that moment. <laughs> She's a busy chick. She's got a lot going on. Katie Linendahl on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, you know where to find me. So, Katie Linendahl, thanks for being here again. Chowski. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 
Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.